0: How's it going guys and welcome back to the Beyond the Arc podcast on the day of game four of the NBA finals. Boston are 2-1 up, what are your immediate reactions to that so far Sully? Not a lot of people expected this and no. as, I mean
1: that has to be like, uh, that's a big shock first and foremost. Yeah. You have to tip your hat to the Celtics, they've been, they're coming to, to win, they're not just coming to take part, they're coming to
0: win these finals and I mean, they're looking They're looking great at the moment, not going to lie. Yeah, my prediction's already out the window. I said Golden State <laughs> 5, so yeah, that, that ain't happening. Um, do we reckon that, well, we will talk about all of this later, but mm. do you reckon that if Boston get the dub tonight, it's wraps? Uh, it's hard to
1: argue against it, but I think, so I had this little moment r- last night where I was just thinking about it. So of course everyone knows the Warriors choked the three one game. Everyone remembers it. This is their redemption. They got three <laughs> one down tonight, and then they go and just they don't lose, and then they take it to game seven, and uh, Draymond blocks uh, JT on the last second, and then sends it <laughs> to Steph, and then Steph hits it a game winner, and that's the redemption. That's the redemption. But if no, that, 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 that
0: happens, you're like a prophet, man. if that happens i'm the guy put me on espn please we've been waiting (laughs) yeah how many games have you watched of it so far i know you watched game one the only one i missed is game three okay fair all right well i haven't watched any because i'm a loser and prefer sleep um (laughs) i'm i'm not like you i'm not mental but i will be (laughs) watching it
1: tonight It is, it, is, like, it is tough for those guys though. So, yeah. sometimes, especially when it's like 2am. So I was going to say,
0: it's not even like you know, regular 12am maybe, mm-hmm. like 12.30 like 2am starts, no. Yeah, because like the 12 o'clock ones, like they're done at
1: like half 2, 3. The 2 o'clock ones, like they're done like near to 5. Like <laughs> you got a bed and it's light outside. <laughs> <laughs> the game's not even finished and it's light outside. It's light outside
0: before the fourth quarter starts. I'm like, okay, no, the birds are singing for Steph. <laughs> like... <laughs> Well, game one, uh, you watched that, didn't you? Yeah. So, yeah, you obviously watched game one. Game one was big big uh, surprise. Very, very big surprise. The Celtic were not amazing for three no, quarters of the game. I would say it was Draymond Green that said afterwards, that said we controlled the game for like 42 of the 48.
1: Mm. But it was
0: that last... Six minutes that really, really put them in the bin. Yeah, and... someone someone put something in Derek White's and Al Horford's and Pam Pritchard's and Marcus Smart's Gatorade before the fourth quarter. Whatever it was, like, seriously, they... I'm watching
1: this. And they're going, like, blow for blow for the first, like, five minutes. I'm like, okay, like, both of them are hitting the shot. And then, like, Celtic went, like, on a 20-0 and run. And I'm like where did this come from mm-hmm. and it w- it was just so crazy because like the Warriors didn't know what to do and the Celtic were like let's just keep shooting and no matter what it, everything was just hitting everything and I, w- yeah. I was like wow like I did not expect that because before the fourth quarter started I thought okay you know what I think I can go to bed now I think I know it's going to be 1-0 to the Golden State tomorrow morning and then I just thought let's just wait five minutes and then I ended up waiting till the last second of that game ended and I was like, What has just happened? <laughs> like at the Chase Center two yeah. in game one, no yeah. one expected it. And no, I think no that one. that's I mean that's what these NBA finals are about, really. But I mean a lot of people have been, including us, sleeping on this Celtic team in the finals. Obviously we know what they've done leading up to the finals, but everyone Don't just kinda I backed them. I backed them all the way. So <laughs> Every, every everyone like kind of a lot of people really, thought, as well as they have done, they might not be able to get the job done. And I mean, they're looking like they're out to prove everyone wrong right now. And they, yeah, definitely. I mean, as of right now, they're proving me wrong. I had I did say Golden State in the six, so Golden State need to not lose now.
0: <laughs> yeah, if it happens, but
1: yeah. I mean, you gotta give it to them. You really do.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um, do you think that potentially? This could be a little bit on Steph. Game one, we saw what he did in the first quarter. He got like six mm-hmm. threes. He had like twenty-one points. When you score twenty-one points in the first quarter, you gotta be thinking, gotta maintain that throughout. Yeah. He did end up with about thirty-four in the end, Something which is other. you know I think that's still four, big. Eight, five, I mean, yeah. let's be honest, he has been the best player in the finals so far. Yeah, you know, if Golden State won the won the finals, it's easy. Yeah, easy. Finals the, MVP. Is the Finals MVP. But, you know, do we think, you know, there's been conversations over the past that's like Steph Curry isn't clutch. Like, you know, mm. it's well known that he scored only like one game winner was a beat in his career. Now, obviously, I feel like that is very, you got to take perspective into that. Golden State have been mm. so good for so long. The likelihood that their game has been Indeed, final possession yeah. um, quite hard. You know, it's quite rare that it's happened. Mm. But, Steph, you look at it in a finals, even if it isn't Steph, if your mm. main guy is scoring 13 points through the final three quarters, mm. it's not really something to be looking it's at. Thinking,
1: and I think because, obviously, it was game one, and as well as you can prepare, you can't prepare for guys like Steph. But I think mm-hmm. in that first quarter, I think um, like the Celtics, like the the def- like the defense coaching, like the, after that first quarter, they were like, okay, yeah, I was this is what we need to do, Eagles. and yeah, hundred percent, because as well as Steph was in that first quarter, and he was amazing. I, I fully thought he was going to end up hitting sixty by the end of the game or something mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah, like they locked him up. Well, they knew what mistakes they were making, mainly in the in the. Sense that they were giving him way too much space, and you cannot give. Yeah, they Steph were playing that drop sniff. defense, weren't they? Yeah, you and can't I mean, do that I feel like
0: him. they have returned to that a little bit in the um in games two and three, but I feel like they've kind of just lived with it a little bit more, you know. Mm. Yeah, I think, I think you're you're right in the sense they have
1: kind of gone back to that drop defense because obviously a lot more like pl- players have been getting buckets and stuff like in the sense in the way that when they were all trying to like double triple team Steph from the remainder of that game one that like they they now are like just reverting back to what they know best but also not making the big mistakes that they made in the sense of they like they're playing drop while also still applying pressure whereas Steph was having way too much space in that first quarter and I was to the point halfway through. I was like, "Are they going to even try and like you know <laughs> apply some defense to him?" Because like that was, it seemed like he was just out there training the way he was hitting almost every shot. Like I was like, "Damn, like if this is how Steph's coming for game one, just call, just call it after the first quarter and say it's done." But they they really switched it on after that and they 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 locked him up. And I guess that's what you have to do in big games. You need to adapt and, you know, f- yeah. fix where you're going wrong. And that's exactly what they did. So you have to, like, tip your hat to that. But, I mean, he came correct in games two and three anyways. Yeah. So I th- I feel like, like I said, as much as you can prepare, you can never fully prepare for guys like Steph. Because you never know how they're going to come. Like, the way he's so shifty as well. Like, you just never know what he's going to do. Like, but they, ha- they have been dealing with certain people very well. As- especially... I think it was game two, Clay did not get even a sniff of anything because the way that they just had him by a chokehold the whole game, I think he ended, it must have been, I feel like it was single numbers he ended. I might be wrong in saying that, but I'm sure it was single numbers that he ended. I don't even think he got like more than eight. I might be wrong, but I know it wasn't a lot. And that's props to amazing defence that we know they have, we know they have, but... I mean, to see in a big finals matchup, it just it just shows like quality in
0: all these guys in the Celtic team. Yeah, shout out Ime Adoka for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Golden State had some good defense first uh, game too. Obviously, other than dropping um for other than conceding forty in the yeah. final quarter, they did up Jason tatum really well. Game one forced yeah. him to be more of a playmaker, which he did quite well. Um, yeah. Thirteen assists on uh, game one but shot about 3 or 17 from the field. Um, obviously, his team pulled through. Um, it was kind of the opposite in game two. Jason Tatum doesn't really take two games off, mm, Yeah, is what we've learned here. But yeah. I feel like we have seen so far, through games one and games three, that Boston's second guys, so not Jason Tatum, not Jalen Brown, they're Marcus Smarts, they're Al Horford, they need to be out. Yeah. And to be fair, that's what a champion, it's a championship team. It's not a championship two players. 100%. You know, you, your, I don't want to call them role players because, you know, they're not off the bench kind Mm. of. Your second option needs to be on it all the
1: time. Especially when it's a finals game, a final series. And we know these guys are good players. Obviously, we've seen, you know, All Star Al for a lot of these playoff series. We've seen Marcus Smart like played really well. Um, like you know obviously then we've got JB and JT who are like the star guys of this team but these like you said you don't want to call them role players but obviously they're not the main guys either but they've been stepping up but they cannot let up at all because if they let up then the team just kind of falls piece by piece because they, these like I don't want to say smaller players but like you know like I'll Marcus Smart, all of them guys turning up is what's keeping them from winning games because it's the difference between them turning up and then, like, whereas in the Warriors, it's only Stefan and, you know, you've got a bit of clay here and there and then you've got some... Not even Jordan Poole hasn't really turned up these finals yet. So mm-hmm. it's, it's adding the difference and the reason why they're up by a game. But like you said, you got it right. If they let up at all, then... They're gonna to start to disband and lose games.
0: Well, yeah, because we saw that happened game two. Yeah. Um, Marcus Smart two points, Al Horford two points. Boston overall scored eighty-eight points that game. Yeah, not great. Uh, Golden State did him up quite well. And mm. you say Jordan Poole, we haven't really seen him much this playoffs. Boston really did um, expose his lack of defensive presence game one. Yeah, game two. We thought they were going to do the same, and then Jordan Poole came out and said, I might not be able to play defense well, but I can shoot the ball. Yeah, he was great um, in game two, I will say. And well, you know, we always say third quarter Warriors, and I'll talk a lot about third quarter Warriors a lot. uh, They're OP after Mm -hmm. uh, the half, and Jordan Poole hitting that buzzer beater at the end of the third kind of half-court solidified that and made sure that Whilst maybe he won't get many minutes uh in these finals because Boston kind of have him sussed, you know, they, they oh, know yeah. who to attack. We saw him do the same with Steph game three yeah. a little bit. Um he will play valuable minutes and he will put up a decent amount of points, especially when Clay isn't uh shooting as well as he did, which was the case in game two. Um Game two also saw uh Jason Tatum come out with a twenty eight point game. Yeah. Um, after his uh, poor game, Game 1. In the end, he really was the only person who pulled through. Jalen Brown, who, for my money, is at the moment the Finals MVP. Um, well, yeah, I can back that as well. He didn't have that good of a game, like we said. Max Smart didn't have a good game. Hmm. Al Horford didn't have a good game. I feel like, overall, Boston just didn't really have that good of a game. Yeah. Golden State... Backs against the wall, you know you drop that first game at home, you need to take game two or else yeah. it's so much harder to even get back from yeah. that. I don't know what the stats are on teams that have gone two or down in, in the home court in yeah. the finals. I don't even know if it has happened. Usually if you get to the finals you should be able to win game one in your own court, surely. Yeah, or one of the first home court games. But
1: like like you said, like it if they went two down in the home both home court games they You're looking at can they even get one? Like this the conversation for the sweep would be on like everybody say, Oh my god, are the Warriors gonna get a sweep? Like it would be crazy. But I think like you said, they have been obviously like backs against the wall, game two. They knew you knew you knew everybody knew the Warriors were taking that one. And as 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 Celtics didn't have a great game, the Warriors also just had an amazing game. So. They had
0: a good defensive game. I won't say they played too great on offense, only scored 107 points. You know, we said Clay shot four or nineteen, Wigan shot four or twelve, obviously mm. Jordan Poole, he had his best game game too. Yeah. Steph you could potentially say he dropped twenty nine, which is I think the lowest he's got in the um in the three games so far. So I guess, you know, we always say defense wins your championships. Mm. At the moment, defense looking, has Yeah played the part in uh, both games Mm. I could say I mean and to be
1: honest when you see the number one and number two defence teams in the league go at it you know there's going to be a lot of strong defensive sequences a lot of strong like like quarters and minutes where teams aren't scoring points and you've seen that in this series there's been like I think there was a stretch of 6 or 7 minutes where nobody got a bucket I think in the third quarter or the second quarter in game 2 I might be wrong um, where what did nobody got scored a point the defense was just so strong that when you're running offense you just there's not much you can do because yeah. they're, they're so locked in with the defense and obviously when it's number 1 and number 2 teams you're going to see things like that whereas you know obviously in previous years you've seen just crazy like three points being hit, alley-oops, everything. You're not going to see that in the against the number one defence team in the league, the number two defence
0: team. You're not going to see things like that. Yeah, you're going to need to grind out more dubs. Mm. Um, these 100%. wins most definitely, you've got to feel like you've earned it. And that's been the case so far. Um, you'd definitely say one and two, both teams kind of pulled through. Boston shot, wet, shot well, game one, was Amazing. forced into taking tough shots and didn't shoot well game two and then obviously game three i guess it was inevitable that boston would come out and answer back again we have seen um stats boston in these playoffs are 7-0 in games after they've lost if that makes any sense they've won seven yeah. they've lost zero in games after they've lost the previous game in the um series so obviously Boston lay up first half Mm. and then third quarter Warriors came out and um, put a bit of doubt into Boston maybe you think but knacks of a good team knacks of a championship quality team is when you have that momentum going against you and you're getting outscored 15 points in the quarter you go you're able to flip that back and 100%. work back on them. 100%. And
1: I think that's just like, like you said, props to just a championship team and a lot of people, like obviously everyone knows majority of this Warriors team, like the experience is there. Even especially like they've got Iggy Buck this year, which we we know he was a part of the big like team that got all the championships and the big three. And then with that young car, like we, we've seen them perform amazingly in these playoffs and you knew, they were going to be, like, a hard job for the Celtics to deal with. But with that, you have to say, the job that they've done is o- almost, like, as well as some people did back them, I don't think anyone would think they'd be 2-1 up going into game 3, or game 4, sorry, personally. Because I don't think anyone would have thought they'd have taken one of the home games. Which... Yeah, Like, I I certainly didn't. I thought it was going to be 2-0, maybe. 2-0, definitely going into game three. That's what I thought it was going to be. It was proved wrong from the minute game one started. So, I think, I mean, it could, do you think it's going to go to seven?
0: No. You think it's? I think Boston will finish it in six, personally. Really? Yeah. That would be crazy, but because let's be honest, as long as Boston get one dub, once once Golden State get another one back, Boston they're just they're on it when yeah true they're facing games where they've lost the previous one they're on it. I mm. feel like it ain't gonna um, stop them unless something big happens with um, Golden State. Saying that though, I feel like there hasn't been a game where. All three of the big three—Steph, Clay, and Draymond—have all clicked together. Steph's always been there, but yeah. when Draymond has been pulling through, Clay's been slacking. Clay yeah. had a really Clay had a really good game. I feel um, yeah, last night game. Oh, sorry, not last night game three. Game three, um, Draymond contributed with what mm. like cont- contributed with two points, uh, four four rebounds, three assists, and six fouls. Yeah. So I mean. He's a very controversial player, is Draymond. He, he, is. he always has been that guy. You can't discredit the impact that he has on his team. But 100%. also, there are, you know, he's built a reputation for himself to be this guy who can get himself into trouble and get himself ejected from games. 100%. Whether it be and I think flagrants or six personals. I, I do personally think like he is
1: like the heartbeat and what makes that team tick. But He's also what can be a big downfall for them at times, yeah. And he he understands that. And he knows that. He said that many times. He, like, and he he's put he put the blame on himself for game one. He also like took a lot of responsibility in that game three and said, "Yeah, I let the team down." But I think without him in general, that team is nowhere near what they are. I think he is genuinely as well as all the offense runs through Stefan. You know he's the three point king, and like you know one of the best point guards and everything like that. The heartbeat I still believe is with Draymond, but if we if he keeps performing the way he has over the course of these three games, then you might be looking at him at the end of the series and saying, well, maybe you were the reason they lost, kind of thing, because you know like he lacked control, he's lacking like, you know, the right mindset at times. Obviously, in game uh, two, we saw him and JB get into it a little bit. And that, I mean, he was almost about to get ejected. He got, you know, lucky, some would say. I personally think, I think so too. I, th- I, th- I, th- I thought he was going to get um, his second um, foul and he was going to get ejected. But, I mean, I don't want that to be the case because I I do like Draymond. I think he's a great player, and I think obviously he's a veteran to that Golden State team. But I mean, at the end of this series, if it keeps going the way it's going, and he keeps like you know committing loads of fouls and fouling himself out, then by game six or seven, they might say, "Oh well, Draymond, you got fouled out in game three, and and in game one you were you know poor, so it was your fault." Or could you not like? You know, hold your hands up. And I, I mean, I, I don't know how he's going to turn up tonight. But I'd like to see a big difference in terms of like just overly committing fouls and like, you know, not really. Well, kind of the opposite of what we saw in game three, basically, is what I want to see from him. Because its it's just if he's not performing, the rest of the team will not fully, like they won't win personally. I think if he's
0: not on his day, the team doesn't win.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Fair enough. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum and Marcus Smart became the first trio in Game 3 to record 20 points, 5 rebounds and 5 assists in a finals game since Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson and Michael Cooper in 1984 for the Lakers. These Boston players are out here to try and break all of the Lakers' records. That is crazy. And I'm all for it, honestly. And this just goes to show that marcus smart i feel on his day can be as good as these two uh all guys that he has on his team i I just feel he just has some trouble staying consistent yeah inconsistencies but that's
1: like with that i think time will will better him obviously he's still young and i think time will will better him and you know, over time in the next few years, if this Celtic team can stay together and stay strong, obviously who knows what will happen in the future, then you might be looking at and they might actually be the big three for Boston, like Mm -hmm. in terms of yeah, they're both as good as they're all as good as each other, they're all as consistent. That's how it could be. Because Mm -hmm. he he has the qualities. He just needs to build on consistencies and everything. And I I feel like he can do it to be honest, because if you've got JT and J B And although them guys are still learning, but if you are learning from them, and then they're learning, like he'll pick things up, and then, like like you said, he will be, I think, as good as them in
0: in the coming years. Yeah, young team, young coach. Like we said before, the finals even began. This isn't a win or bust year for Boston. Yeah, you know they're gonna run it back next year, whether they win or don't in these finals. But they've put themselves in a great position to go three one up um tonight. You know, and that would be you said it could potentially be a redemption arc. I personally disagree. I feel like um Golden State, Golden State aren't as good as that Cleveland team was in my opinion. I feel like twenty sixteen Cavs are better than the twenty twenty two Warriors that could be a hot take, that could be a hot take, but I'm taking LeBron, Kyrie and Kevin Love over Steph, Clay, and Draymond. In fact, you know what, I don't even think that's a hot take, you know, they are aging, Steph does think he's still in his prime and, you know, there's no arguing with that in my opinion, but I feel like Clay and Draymond most especially are way more inconsistent than they were not that long ago, I feel.
1: No, I can. I I was thinking about it, but yeah, to be honest, I would take the twenty sixteen Cavs as well. But
0: that's no disrespect to the current Warriors team. No, I, I feel like the Warriors team, team, the Warriors team, potentially is still a better all round team in my opinion. I just feel like that big three was special. Yeah, you know, the star power is sometimes what drives you. Yeah. Instead of, but like I like I said, that's no disrespect to the current
1: twenty twenty two team that 2016 team was just something crazy. Like, obviously, to come back from 3-1 is next to impossible. But if there was a team in this current NBA roster that I would count on to come back from 3-1, I think it would be this Warriors team, if I'm honest.
0: Yeah, definitely.
1: I mean, I don't really think of anyone else that could do it. I mean, obviously, like, like we've said, Many a time, they've got the championship experience, they are a championship team, yeah, and the championship qualities may shine through, yeah, and we could see some amazing things. And I mean, if that was to happen, that would, and then you know, Steph would probably get that finals MVP. You could be talking
0: top 10 all time for yeah. Steph, yeah. So, who do you think is getting who do you think is at the moment the finals MVP? Basing off
1: the score and performances, I'm going to have to say Jalen Brown. The guy's been phenomenal yeah, for the Celtics and a big reason as to why they're winning. JT, as good as he is, obviously we saw a major like, you know, decline in him getting points in that first game due to great defence from Andrew Wiggins who, although obviously the Warriors have only won one out of three, Andrew Wiggins I think has actually been a bit of an unsung hero for them. Yeah, I I'd potentially really
0: well. say there's like... Tatum, Brown, and Smart, and then Curry and Wiggins at the moment, in my opinion. Curry
1: and Wiggins. Wiggins is playing amazing. Like he's v- surprising me a lot. Don't, obviously, he's a good. He's a good player. He is yeah, he's a good strong. player, but the way he's turned up in these finals, I'm actually very surprised.
0: And it's like it's it's crazy. Yeah, also, I feel like not many people take him seriously because he's. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to call him a meme player in the way that like someone like Alex Caruso or Javale McGee is because yeah, he's, he's better than that in my opinion. He's, Caruso's a good yeah, player. McGee's he's a not. Good player he's not a meme player, but I think he does kind of get clowned on the internet a little bit.
1: But he's good man, and he's turned up really. He's turned up like crazy these finals. But as well, Kevon Looney is not getting the like ratings as as much as he should as well. I think mm-hmm. he is. He's playing well, like, and he's a big, big player for the Warriors coming off the bench. And I don't think, like, people have realised, like people realise, but when when I'm seeing that guy come off the bench, he's just always getting something done, whether it's blocks, like steals, like, you know, winning the ball, like, just he's always in the right place. And I think having a player like that come off the bench is massive. I think he starts.
0: You think he starts? I think he... No, I, I do. I think he starts. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Or he like starts. in general, or like he. No, should No, no, no. I'm pretty sure he like he starts. Like I'm pretty sure he started
1: one, two, and three. He. I, I. know he started in two, but I don't think he started in one and three because he started I mean, in I might, three. You might. I might be wrong, but because I remember in two he started
0: and and they were like, oh, that's a bit crazy yeah, to one. He started and all three, oh, man. He doesn't. He doesn't play as many minutes as like I think they yeah. do go small a lot with uh Draymond in. Yeah, at the five because you know, the, the pool party lineup has yeah it. Um, pool party lineup. <laughs> now, I I do genuinely
1: like think that he is like quite slept on at the moment, but mm-hmm. like I said, Wiggins great right now in the finals, and yeah. he's he's giving a lot of assistance to Steph as well. Like, what, it's like he's he was finding him a lot. Steph, when he needs to find someone, Andrew is usually there, and he's been getting buckets, man. Like oh. I didn't think he had his range like that, but he's he's showing up. And no, that, little, I mean, other that...
0: than game two, maybe you mm. could say he has. But I feel like, other than Steph, nobody shot the ball that well. Oh yeah, no,
1: no one's no one's shooting the ball near near to Steph in any of the teams, to be honest. But obviously, that's like expected. But I I, I will say if they keep keep going. Like they will find their rhythm. I I, I feel like he will go two two tonight. If I'm honest,
0: all right, fair, okay. And
1: I think I think he might be a, a a reason to that. Like obviously we saw him lock up JT amazingly in that first game. Like I was just shocked. I was like, wow, I'd not seen anyone do this for most of the season. And then game one, even though they lost, they it could have been a lot worse had Andrew not locked JT of the way he locked him up could have been a lot worse than just the 20 points
0: yeah could have been 30 maybe even more right um okay so you say 2-2 two, two tonight i just think it'll end up i just think it'll be 3-1 i think i want the, it to be 3-1 because i all, want my dream to come hard. true i'm gonna say i for as a neutral i want it to be 2-2 two, two, in my yeah mind. as a new because it just makes for a better final so yeah two, it, in, yeah but, yeah um I feel it's so hard to kind of predict Boston games. Yeah. Because as much as I don't want to say that they're just a throw up the three and hope team, a lot of their game does depend on how well they shoot the three. You know, they take about 45 threes a night. Like, it, 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 that, that is, that good is good true, night. to be honest. That is true. Like you know, they take they do take a lot of threes, and if it ain't falling, obviously Coach Hudoka has been very good at switching things during the finals. Yeah. Game three, they bullied the Golden State Warriors in the paint. They got Steph in, in foul trouble and exploited mm. that quite well. Um, mm. Yeah, Jalen Brown, he's one of the best guard paint scorers in the NBA. Put... But also, you know, they were still shooting threes out yeah. there. Um, I Yeah, I do feel like I also feel like it's hard to predict Boston games because you don't know who's gonna come out and do well. Like, yeah, you don't know who's like gonna turn up. With Golden State, you know that Steph's getting thirty-five. Yeah, in the finals game. Yeah, and then it, the pieces kind of just in together. With mm. Boston, you have no idea if Marcus Smart's gonna go for seventy or seven, and that's <laughs> something that you know it's it's hard to predict. Um, I do feel that. If Boston win it tonight, then it's over. I feel if Golden State can bring back the home court advantage and then maintain it through Game 5, mm. then it is, it's is—it's looking quite hard. But, you know, Boston have proved that their best is when their back's against the wall, momentum's against them, and they're just very good at switching that pretty quickly. So this has been a very entertaining final so far. Um, the final score's... Have looked more like blowouts, but like I said, third quarter Warriors kind of just make it a double digit lead yeah. before the fourth. Definitely. But I mean, like I said,
1: for the dream that I have, if it goes through one tonight, I'll be hopeful of the redemption. Fair enough. But I do I do think it's gonna go two two just because like you said, with this the, the the same way Boston have the bounce back, I think Warriors have the same bounce back too and I think for that reason it will probably go to Game 7 because then I think it goes 2-2 two, two, then it goes 3-2 then it goes 3-3 three, three, and then it goes to Game 7 fair enough, fair enough and I would love that I would absolutely like love M2. that
0: it's a great neutral yeah because
1: like I said I don't really care who wins I just want Steph like if I had to really put my bias onto one person I'd put it on Steph because I want him to win and I want him to get that finals MP and I want people to start putting him in that top 10 because he deserves okay. it I think he definitely deserves it but well
0: we'll most most definitely talk about that in the in the future uh most definitely Mm. we've talked about the finals a lot uh today um i got one thing one little segment that i want to introduce before we go though and that is the rumor mill segment we're getting into the off season yeah trades are well trade ideas are flowing about um you know free agency Mm. ideas are flowing about a few um, coach hirings have been happening recently. Darwin Ham made his uh, first appearance for again in front of the media as the Lakers coach, and mm. I guess we will start with the Lakers and say that reports have been coming out saying that they have no plans to trade Russell Westbrook. Uh, they week.
1: have. They so Russell is going nowhere.
0: On well, unless like they they're not actively shipping him out. I'm assuming is what the deal is. They're not going to be. Wanting to give up a lot of stuff plus Westbrook for someone else, maybe that's because they feel he doesn't have good uh, trade value, or maybe that's because he feels that he could play a decent part next season. Who knows? I still, I still think he has some trade value.
1: I don't know if that's a hard take, but although he had a very stinky year, like it's still Russell Westbrook. Like <laughs> I, I don't know I, I still think he has trade value. I don't think his trade value is as high as it was two, three years ago. But I still think it's it's worth something. Maybe that's maybe that like him and LeBron have had a chat, and he's like, you know, ready to do what LeBron needs him to do. Because like like you know, we always say like on their day, this this player can be like this. I think on his day, I mean, he's a triple double king for a reason.
0: Yeah, no, I get that. I, I guess, I yeah, I feel like he could have a bounce back year next year. I feel like he has to. He has to for his
1: own career. Otherwise, then his trade value means absolutely nothing. Two bad
0: years. You can't recover from that. Yeah, that's fair. That is fair. Well, uh, Russell Westbrook ain't going nowhere. Uh, someone who is most definitely going, uh, leaving their team in the offseason. DeAndre Ayton has been uh, reports coming out yes, saying that he yes, has man. played his last game in a phoenix suns jersey which to be fair i respect the decision that phoenix yeah. have made there in my opinion i wouldn't you don't give i wouldn't give him the max yeah yes he's, young, the yes he's young and he's got potential but he's a center that only averaged 17 points a game uh last year obviously you know that's still a decent contribution but when you've got chris paul and Devin Booker, Devin you, you Booker on yeah. high wages. Mikael Bridges is going to want to be demanding high wages soon. So you've got to maybe plan in for um, yeah. him to take up a little bit more of your cap space. I just don't feel like DeAndre and shown enough to show that he's worthy of a max contract for this Phoenix Suns team. I'm not saying that he won't find a max contract anywhere else. I feel like he's going to be most definitely going to a small market team that is... Not doing so well, and he'll help them with their rebuild. I'm thinking about like an Orlando. Um, if Detroit have enough cap space, maybe mm. Detroit if they can get Jamari Grant. Um, I don't think I don't think he deserves the max from anyone though.
1: Not to say he's, but I think he's a really good player. Like, but the max is crazy, man. Like, like the I. When you think of players who are getting the max, you know, Giannis. You know what I'm saying. Giannis, maybe Jokic might demand them. These are big-time players. Deandre Ayton, to put him in that category is like, it just seems wrong. No, yeah. no disrespect to him. The max contract, if he's asking any team for the max contract, every team should be saying no. That's just out of pocket from him. I do think Phoenix should have tried to keep him without trying to give him the max, but maybe they probably did and they just couldn't. I mean, that's a Below from them to be honest. I, I, do I
0: personally, yeah, I feel like it is a blow for Phoenix. I feel like they're going to get worse because of it. I do feel like he will be worth a max contract in a place where he will be the first option. I feel like mm. if he is the first option in a team next year, he can go for 20 and 12 rebounds. On yeah, average. probably. He can potentially have an all-star season. I just mm. feel he ain't getting a first option in a, yeah. a Phoenix Suns team and therefore won't put up the numbers that you think would make him max contract worthy, in my opinion. You know what I think he should go? Where? LA.
1: (laughs) LA are in need of good young players because they clearly went a bit too old in the last off-season. Well,
0: well, they don't have any draft picks anymore because they gave them all to Washington for rust. (laughs) And they have no cap space anymore because they got AD, Russ. Russ is on like a hundred mil a year or something like that. <laughs> like- Russ is
1: one of the most paid players for no reason. But I think he he goes to LA. That's big because they actually have a real center then. Like,
0: you're thinking and- sign and trade there though. Hmm. You you're thinking sign and trade most definitely there though. Yeah. Um. You you'll. You won't be able to just give him the contract and have it in your cap space la yeah. is a big market team they will have a lot of luxury tax in there yeah um but yeah i feel like you won't they definitely will have the money to actually just give him a max up front you're pro- probably gonna have to trade away a few of your decent assets Maybe. i don't really know maybe other than anthony davis i don't really know who phoenix would want you know when you talk about what zach levine wants which we'll get onto in a little bit uh, yeah. talk about zach levine as a bulls fan if he does leave, I want him to go to LA because then that means we could potentially get AD back in return. That would be big because I remember last year there was the talks of AD going
1: to Chicago as well. So this, obviously, I know he has. He has said that one day he wants. From, to he's play from Chicago, there. So. yeah. He has said one day he wants to play that it could happen soon, but I think that would be. As, as good as AD is on his day, the guy gets injured way too much and that's going to be a big, like, that's going to take a massive toll. I think Zach Levine, he's one player. I know I just said, like, when you give players the max, it has to be honest, this, that. yeah, He's one guy I would give it to because yeah, he's a franchise player and he needs to stay at Chicago for as long as, until he's 40. He needs <laughs> to be the next Jordan for them in terms of keep him here until we cannot keep him here anymore. And that, like, if that means giving him the max, I think that's one thing your team is going to have to do. Like, because then we know what he's going to become. Like, we know what, like, his potential is so high. And obviously, you've got DeMar again, you've got Alex Caruso, you've got all these good guys. And I think with a couple more assets, you could do a lot better than just the first round in the playoffs next year. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, AD if you can keep him healthy massive w yeah if the trade was to happen yeah
0: but well we'll I talk we'll talk more about Zach now um the ringer reports that portland are the portland trailblazers are looking to pair him up with either Zach Levine or Bradley Beal this offseason Ooh. Ooh. in a hope to keep him there portland also yeah. have a decent pick in the draft i think it's like the 8th pick i think so Plus, the likes so, no. of Joseph Nurkic uh, holding down the centre. Um, mm-hmm. I feel like if Dame does come back and they do manage to get someone like Beal or Levine, that is one of the best backcourts scoring wise in the NBA. Yeah, um, That puts Portland back in playoff contention, in my opinion. But I just
1: do not see anything that would get Dame to stay in Portland, truthfully. Because I think it's impossible. Unless they get Giannis and <laughs> Steph to also join Portland, I don't think they're winning a chip. I just don't see it. I don't see it. Like, yeah. I think he needs to up and move rather than them trying so hard to get like Zach. I do think him and Bradley Beal or something like that would be crazy. That would, and that obviously Bradley, I think he should move from Washington as well. I think he's a lot better than them. But I mean, that that would be mad. I just don't see it happening. I see him leaving, and that i f- I feel like that's just more logical if I'm being honest like there's no there's no chip in Portland five four or five years ago, if they had tried to get him a little bit more help, obviously we know they were not too bad in the playoffs you know they they did offer some sort of like challenge to whoever they played, but now I mean especially a one year out dame as well he's not gonna be the same guy. Like, not to say he's not going to have the same qualities. Like, he's still going to be really good. But he's Mm -hmm. not going to be the same. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know where he goes. Yeah. But, I I, I don't know. I just don't think he stays. If he does stay, I'd be very surprised and I'd be very let down because that's kind of his career wasted. Then,
0: I guess. I guess. I feel like if that was to happen, it would probably be a Beal trade um, that would happen. I'd... Don't really know what Beal's on at the moment, but I don't know, so therefore I don't know what Washington are demanding in return. But I feel like the Bulls will most definitely demand more from Portland because they yeah. are in a position where they want to win, so they're going to be wanting 100 some decent players. I'm talking someone like Anthony Simons, maybe Joseph Nurkic. Yeah, because for Portland that would be a rebuild, whereas for Chicago it's an
1: attempt at like you know reaching the end. Yeah.
0: I think regardless though, if um, we offer what Zach Levine wants. He's going to be a Chicago Bull for the next four yeah. years.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what that's what you need to do to win Yeah.
0: Well, hopefully keeping him will uh, help us win a chip. And then the final rumour um, that has been circling the NBA this week that is that the Bulls want to bolster their centre options with either a free agency signing of Mitchell Robinson from the Knicks or a mm. site or a trade for Rudy Gobert from the Jazz. Ooh. Now the Jazz haven't really been listening to offers for Donovan Mitchell, uh, trade-wise. So I think if they are going to be getting rid of one of them, I do think it will be Rudy Gobert, and I feel like the Bulls are going to be one of the front runners for it. Just if um, we can give them Vooch and not Patrick Williams, mm. in my opinion. To be fair, I'd give I'd give up either for for. Rudy Gobert to be for real. I feel it is it's gonna make us a more of a contender, but I feel like you're fro- if you get rid of Patrick Williams, you're throwing away too much of your potential youth there. You know, I come back that. To- number four pick in the draft two years ago. Yeah. He's only just in his twenties. Growing and growing. You know, we saw him we saw what he did games um four and five in the books series. Where he kind of exploded with um zach levine and Mm. uh lonzo out and you know all of the good players out pretty much he probably got about 20 in both games i think um Mm. so i feel like he does have potential to carry on i feel like if we can do that trade without getting rid of patrick williams then it's a good trade in my opinion but i feel mitchell robinson might be potentially a better option If we can get him without letting Vucevic go, I don't know how very um, viable that is. I don't know how possible that is, but I feel having Robinson as your rim protector who can play defense in crunch time, um, in big games, rather than having Vuce, who's like a bloody potato out there on defense all the time, full brick. (laughs) <laughs> but i feel like yeah a lot of people are saying no to rudy gobert because he is on a very big contract and also gets found out a lot in playoff basketball because he can't mm-hmm. defend the primer as well but he's a three-time defensive player of the year for a reason yeah you know i mean Bull- bulls ain't gonna be relying on him to score any of the points that's yeah. that's another thing that people are saying. People are saying that he do not score much, but when if we keep Zach Levine on the team, Zach Levine and Demaderos and Lonzo Ball, they'll carry it. Hundred percent, hundred percent, and as well, that's the thing. Like with Vooch. like
1: there's this belief in his head that he needs <laughs> to score, and he's not very good at, it. and that really lets your team down. Whereas with Rudy, he knows, okay, I don't score the basket as amazing as other. Guys, but I don't need to. So his job is gonna be defense and rebounds and assists and the occasional like, like you know catch and lob mm-hmm. type thing, mm-hmm. which he does probably to one of the best in the league, mm-hmm. and that would be in a like a big big asset to acquire for you know another playoff run for the next coming season, which I think you will get and you will probably. Get a lot further, maybe even to the conference finals with a team like that. I can see it happening. To yeah, be honest, actually, yeah. I can see it happening because that, although it is just one player, it's a big, big position that you need to fill. And yeah. the center role, like, almost doesn't get as much like recognition as it should because if you have a good center, your team does run better. And I think that would be the case. And and who knows, I would like to see that happen to me. I would like to see Rudy wearing red next year. I'd be down. Yeah, <laughs> let's make it happen. I'll message him because, you know, I've got his um, contacts and everything. I'll yeah, yeah. I, I, when you uh, impersonated him, he yeah. like
0: reached out to me. Yeah.
1: yeah he, <laughs> he was like, yo, that was, that was quite accurate. I thought I was watching myself on the podcast. <laughs> I was like, yo yeah. So uh, go to Chicago. He
0: said, I'll see what, what's good. All and right. Then, okay. <laughs> well, that's all I got. Um, I think that's all we've got for uh, today's podcast. Mm. Um, We will be back a little bit sooner. I know it's been a bit of a while since uh, we last recorded one of these, but exams happened. So we're we're coming towards the tail end of that, though. So um, the pain is almost over, and therefore we should be able to get a more regular schedule going. When's when's game five? Uh, It's probably like a three-day break. I'll, I'll check. It's probably it's probably about a three day break. So they're off back to um, Golden State, are they? Yeah, game five, Tuesday morning. Okay. I, I will
1: probably we'll have to get if we depending on what happens on game five. I mean, we could be talking about the new champs, we could, or be. a a great series. I don't know. But I feel like that's when we'll hit them next.
0: All right, okay. Probably, but that's a good idea. But don't hold um, us to that because that might not happen. Um, yeah, you know, you know how we be. You know how we are. You know how we are. But anyways, um, make sure that you are liking and subscribing to the YouTube. Uh, make sure that you're commenting down below what we should be doing in the off season. Uh, make sure you put some video ideas down for us too uh do over the off season make sure that you're sharing it out no matter what you're listening on and uh yeah so that you ready for game four i am ready i'm very ready well we will talk to you guys after game four and hopefully after game five maybe there'll be new champs. maybe they won't be we'll see peace